Gates of Orchid and Iris is brought to you by listeners like you. Thank you. Remember to like, share, comment, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Hello, this is Gates of Orchid and Iris. I am the GM, Paul. And who is playing tonight? This is Sebastian Seabass, and I'm playing Ikoma Chuse. This is Gatch Ruchis, and I'm playing Kayo Suko. This is Ludo, and I'll be playing Matsu Erika. This is Rachel, and I am playing Kuni Suiko. I'm Mason, and I'm playing Shishiro Saika. I'm Kay, and I will be playing various NPCs today. The month of Tiger holds on to its grip of winter, but the days of sun become more frequent. Spring is coming, and the Winter Court has officially sent out the orders to many samurai, so they can start to travel before the coming of the new year. We fly over the Crablands, a place with a mix of beautiful, desolate, and disfigured landscapes. Green, brown, and even grain-withering plants can be seen dotted across this area. Then there is the wall. It is known by many names, Kayukabe, the Carpenter's Wall, or just the Wall. It extends from the ocean and roams into the interior of the Emerald Empire. Along the wall are the many soaring watchtowers that loom over both the Emerald Empire and the land on the other side. This barricade separates the Emerald Empire from the dark, twisted, and tainted terrain of the Shadowlands and all the denizens that lay beyond the wall. We focus more north in the Caillou territory of the Crablands. We see a small town and it getting ready for the New Year's celebration. We turn the corner, go up a slight hill, and we see the house of Caillou Suko. So, it's near nearing the end of the year. Uh, New Year's celebrations are either being prepared or starting. And in the Crablands, they're not, like, as boisterous as we know it. Uh, mm -hmm. So where would you be? Who would you be with? And, um, yeah, are you, like, alone? Are you with someone? Ideally, I would be somewhere where I would be crafting things. So if there's a forge or a workshop, um, if I had any kind of downtime, that's what where I'd, that's where I'd be spending it. Um, either that or I would probably be training on combat on how to protect the wall and the people of our lands. Um, and as far as if there's someone around, I prefer to be alone when I'm working. Um, but, I, you know, I'm not avoiding people. Alright. Uh let's just say you're in a workshop. Mm -hmm. Uh you are smithing, I suppose. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You're alone in the workshop smithing. Uh this area isn't too big. Um like most other places, uh 
in the Crablands, space is a commodity, and things seem to be a little bit smaller. If there is any ornate decoration, it's probably somebody's personal touches. Uh, what would, first, your workshop look like, if this is your workshop? I mean, I... So it would either be, one, my parents' old workshop, or two, I'd be working in somebody else's workshop, apprenticing, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I assume they wouldn't give me my own at this point, but that'd be cool if they did. Um, you know, it would probably be fairly tidy, as far as you can, in a small cramped cave. Um, and it would just be set up for maximum efficiency, minimum comfort. If that makes sense. Oh, that makes sense. That is the statics. Uh, the statics. No, the statics of the crab right there. Um, yeah. So yeah, even if I like have to hunch over and like scraping an arm on some rocks, like as long as I can hit that hammer at the right angle faster, that's all that matters. <clears throat> and what does your character look like by the light of the forge? What can we see? Well, you can definitely see sweat glistening down her face. Um, you know, she's a female. Um, you can tell her she's been in front of the forge plenty. Her her skin's gotten kind of thick uh, from the heat and from the wear and tear on her hands and arms. Um, but yeah, coming off the forge's glow, you know, she's dirty um, face and hands because she's working. But interestingly, her armor and gear is polishing like glass. It is super, super shiny. Not the best quality gear, but it is extraordinarily polished. So it's like the only thing that's glowing in this room. The embers and her armor, yep. The most important things in one, one's life. Um, so, uh, we see you standing there. We probably have a pull uh, zoom out from like the doorway because this is a small room. We see a figure. Who would disturb your peace? Oh, one of the elders. Um, whether it would be someone um, you know, like uncle, grandparents, uh, someone who was kind of keeping an extra eye on me after uh, you know, my parents weren't doing that anymore. <laughs> if that makes sense. That makes total sense. Um, I mean, bes besides that, it could also be a peer, you know, someone else from a similar age group who um, is kind of finishing up their their school as well. I think that what they have, it's probably. Let's see. Let's let's see what your character sheet and twenty questions say. Uh, do you have a master? Really? No. Uh I'm going to say it's uh, your grandfather. Cool. And uh, we'll name them. Ooh, that's a good name. They are Caillou Katsunan. And uh, we see, see their large figure um, like coming to screen. And they have what looks to be a very well-folded, intricate letter with a seal and it catches the light of the forge and it's a royal seal they come up to you and um they they wait 
would you notice them or is uh is your character too much into the um into the work yeah into the zone i mean that's a good question um Soko would definitely try and be the type of person who's aware of their surroundings at all time, especially uh, given her past and her time near and around the wall. Um, so, but at the same time, she does get into her work a lot. So if this workshop is somewhere she feels completely secure, like if it's isolated, like there's plenty of guards, she'd hear commotion coming, then she would get into her work and maybe get in the zone. Um, so whether I would notice grandpa would, would really depend on a couple things. One, whether like the location and security of this workshop, um, if it's somewhere where a threat might be imminent or there might be backstabbing people or anything like that, then I would definitely keep eyes in the back of my head. If it felt somewhere safe, um, then I might let my guard down a bit. If grandpa was trying to be quiet and kind of sneak in, I wouldn't notice. Uh, the um, other thing is, if Grandpa went clink clink, walking in with crab armor, I'd be like, "Yeah, there's Grandpa." <laughs> I I think I think Grandpa is a big enough man and uh, wears enough stuff that he'd probably like clink around. But this place is uh, probably further away from the wall um, for reasons. Yep, and um, it's it's. It is your safe space. It's probably, I'm going to say, I am going to say it's like your parents' old forge. And since, you know, family units and everything, your grandfather has all their estate and stuff again. So So, um, what I'd do then is I'd probably do the last few hammers on uh, the heated metal until it cooled off a bit. And um, I would definitely, you know, put my stuff away and then address my grandpa very formally. Mm-hmm. And uh, once you notice him and lock eyes, he, he gives you a polite, not like super low bow. It's just a polite, it's maybe even acknowledgement. Even a, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's probably like he nods like from, well, not nods, uh, bows from the shoulders instead of doing yeah. a full bow because you're a family, you're his granddaughter, you know, it's grandpa. You're his granddaughter. He's your grandpa. Yeah. Yep. And I, yeah, I do my full like grandpa bow after I've, of course, I don't want to bow with hot things. So as I mentioned, I put that away and then I do a formal bow and introduction. Um, God, what did we call him again? Katsu-san or Katsunan. Katsunan. Um, okay. So yeah, I greet him and uh, I check. Definitely. How how is his armor looking? Is it shiny and polished? <laughs> you know, this sounds like a great time to do a small roll. Mm-hmm. Um, this would probably be a water, either smithing or aesthetics. Uh, not aesthetics. It would definitely be smithing. Gates of Orchid and Iris will return in a moment. Welcome to Cultural Explorations. During this gameplay break, we shall explore the tea houses of China and Japan. In China, 
tea houses, called Cha Guan, date back to the Western Jin Dynasty and further developed during the Tang and Song Dynasties. Tea houses are known for being spaces for socializing, holding meetings, and enjoying entertainment such as storytelling, chess, opera arias sung without makeup or acting, and puppet shows, just to name a few. Decorations depends on the tea house style and location, though you can typically find calligraphy, paintings, and flowers. A Qing tea house mostly seen in Beijing, is known for having pergolas for enjoying tea outside with nature, except during the cold months of winter. Tai Chi tea houses are known in Hangzhou for their cha dao, or tea ceremony. Other beverages such as plum blossom wine, papaya juice, and stewed plum water are also served along with foods like soups, dumplings, and small snacks. Today's tea houses still hold deep cultural significance, and China boasts over 25,000 of them. In Japan, there are two types of tea houses. The first are called chashitsu, or tea room. These are the standalone buildings you can find in parks or the countryside where tea ceremonies, commonly called chado, or way of tea, are held. The single room is lined with tatami mats and has an alcove for a wall scroll of calligraphy, poetry, or painting, and flowers done in chabana style, arrangement specific to chado. You can also find chashitsu inside personal homes, temples, castles, and other buildings. They are only used for chado and always lined with tatami mats. The second type are called Ochaya, or tea house. These are not public tea houses like those found in China, but are exclusive establishments. Business is built upon trust, and anyone who wishes to join an Ochaya must be introduced by an existing patron. These are typically located within geisha districts known as Hanamachi, as geisha and maiko provide the entertainment. Ochaya are used for business meetings, political meetings, and social gatherings with geisha providing entertainment, conversation, and serving drink and food. Today, ochaya are dwindling in number. A few have opened to tourists as a way to stay open, but most still hold their exclusivity. One of the oldest and indeed most famous ochaya is Ichiriki Chaya, or One Strength Tea House, located in the Gion district of Kyoto. It has stayed exclusive through its 300 years and is the setting for the famous story 47 Ronin. A small note to make, the name for tea ceremony probably sounded pretty similar. That is because the spelling is nearly identical. Chadao is spelled C-H-A-D-A-O and is two words. Chado is a single word and the A is removed. This is likely because tea ceremony was introduced to Japan from China via Buddhist monks, mainly Isai. In 1187, Isai traveled to China to study philosophy and religion for 20 years. He brought back with him tea, the foundations for tea ceremony, and he founded Zen Buddhism in Japan. Thank you for listening.
Want to know more about tea or tea houses? Visit our Patreon for longer explorations and other rewards. And now, back to our story. Those of you who are listening, uh, unlike D&D, uh, you roll a ring, and the rings are air, earth, fire, water, and void. And these all represent different things. And since we're doing a check, that basically, it, you know, the character's overlooking something. So kind of like a perception check in D&D. Oh, we're going to use water, because... That's how you survey things. And then you also roll an amount of dice for the skill you're going to use. In this case, it's smithing. And uh, the smithing skill is used for, well, as it sounds like, things that have to do with smithing. Yep. Armor, weapons, gear. And then the GM, uh, after asking for the roll, will ask for a target number, a TN. And this is a fairly easy thing, uh, seeing that... Have we even said your name yet? No. Gat's character. Let's just leave it at that. Um, It's a fairly easy thing, because, well, they're a crab. They have been uh, an apprentice and stuff. Uh, They have gone through their coming of age. And they should be, like, fairly good at seeing like really obvious damage um so it's going to be a tn2 opportunities do matter and extra success successes okay so i have a passion called armament and i'm going to review that really quickly because i don't remember i know that if i do stuff with this i get to remove some strife which i should also ask Am I starting out with some strife? Um, I'm going to say no. This is a new session. A new day. Um, we haven't even began to get into the story yet. So. Okay. I'm just good. Yeah. Okay. And then with passions, do you get any type of bonuses to rolls? I do not remember. I think with passions. It's just recovering strife, right? Yeah. Because I thought it was distinctions you get to reroll and then passions. Okay. Okay. So yeah, it's I, yeah. If I remember right, the passions, it's you just remove some strife because it's something that you love, yes. something that brings you peace. Um. And you, yeah, and you remove three, three strifes. Yeah. Um, cool. Um. So yeah, I'm going to. This is my my one of my passions is armament. Um. And I will. Roll and let's see if I did this right. Actually, I will give you um, a, an advantage on that because it is your grandfather's armor. It is something you've seen like every day of your life. He so. might have even, I'm not sure, but he might have even had me polish it for him a few times. Yeah, so it's it's busy. a very familiar familiar piece of armor. So I will give you give you that much. All right, and then when I do have advantage on it, um, does that mean I... You can roll any two dice without uh, success on it or uh, with 
So I can reroll yeah, two. Yeah, okay. reroll two. Okay. Cool. Oh, that's even better. So. And then I can keep up to three. Correct. Yes. You can uh, keep up to the ring that you rolled from. Okay. And so, let me double check what my rings are. <laughs> oh, I think my water's only two. So I only get to keep two. Mm -hmm. So it's the end of two, so I would just keep the two successes then. Nice. You look over the armor, and it has the usual patch jobs on it. And they don't look like they have been worn or worsened. Mm -hmm. There's no obvious large cracks there. You know, it looks like your grandfather's armor. Old, battle-ready, and well-used. Much like your grandfather. <laughs> cool. So, Grandpa's Grandpa. Mm -hmm. After looking to that, I would look at him. Not necessarily the letter. I'd be trying not to look at the letter. Uh, does he seem distressed? Does he seem at peace? Um... He... His expression is... A mixture of things. It's it's a little joyful. Mm -hmm. It's a little fearful. But it's kind of overbrimming with pride, though. And he does give you a smile. And wow. he's definitely trying to hold back tears. And he holds up the letter. And holds it up so you can see the seal on it. And I'm assuming I recognize that's probably a royal magistrate seal. Uh, yeah, you you do recognize this is a direct like seal of um, the empire. So this this is definitely orders. Big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And I'll I'll look very serious and expectant. No, Suko, you might think this is for me, but no, this time this is for you. And he uh, cups it in both hands and holds it out towards you. I definitely, you know, Suko would blink quite a few times. You know, she was just in her workshop, <laughs> minding mm -hmm. her own business. Um, and she would compose herself and, you know, reach out to very respectfully take the letter um shall we open it now uh he's trying to hold back his excitement he's also <laughs> trying to hold back some tears because yeah. he he doesn't know what's in it it's obviously hasn't been tampered with that you can tell and um he 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 uh like watches you very expectantly so yeah, i'll take out a um a dagger unless there's one nearby already and i'll you know, carefully um, kind of loosen the wax enough so I can open the letter. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tear it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the letter is, um, not only is it wax sealed, but it's also uh, in origami form in the shape mm. of a chrysanthemum. So it's very fancy. And if anybody did try to open it before it got to where it needed to, to, needed to go, um, 
it probably would have like ripped if they weren't like ultra careful. Got it. So yeah, I I as carefully as I can, which probably not the most careful, given that mm-hmm. I have blacksmith hands slash workshop hands. Um, un- unravel this thing and uh, I'll read it aloud so that Grandpa can hear it. And it says that you, for your efforts along the wall, and from good words from not only your family, like the the family champion and the clan champion, you are ordered to go to the city of Ryoko Awari to become a Yoriki of the new Emerald Magistrate. And so I, I read that and then I look to Grandpa. <laughs> like, how does Grandpa feel about this? He's he's floored. Uh, he, you can tell that um, if he wasn't a strong individual he might just be in tears like you can see a like a little like lining of tears on the bottom of like one of his eyes because of the the lighting so i uh i i put on a huge huge smile and i look very excited and it's like i this is this is amazing and then i look to him and i i kind of gesture a little bit like grandpa do you want a hug from your granddaughter i don't like rush and hug mm-hmm. him but kind of gesture and if he seems like he might reciprocate at all then i will totally hug him uh yeah he he like first looks around and <laughs> sees that you guys are totally alone and he comes up and he is he is a massive man way bigger and, than me <laughs> yeah he is he is much bigger than you and gives you a hug that lifts you off the ground awesome You've been noticed. This is this is so good. You've done so well. I just want to do my family and the clan proud. And you have. And he, he smiles like it doesn't ha- happen often, but he does have a large smile on his face. Yep. And I start looking around the workshop and looking to him. Like, what, what should I bring? Um, he 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 looks around. You can't bring the forge. That's a little too heavy. I mean, we could build something to transport it, but that'll take time. Yeah, and uh, it looks like they want you there as as soon as you can be there. Um, oh, I, looks like we'll have to uh, pack a trunk or something. I mean, uh, traveling lightly is good. I, and it is an Emerald, Emerald Magistrate, so they must have a forge or something there. And yes. um, I assume the city's accommodations are good, but that's I've never traveled this far away from the wall. Well, we'll have to figure out transport and 
And he starts just kind of going around the room. You've never seen him this unsure of situations. Like this is this is one of those times where he's like he doesn't quite know what to do, and as long as you've known him, he's always been there for you. He He's always had an answer to give you, even if it's been the wrong one. And yeah. he's, he's just kind of like walking around in circles, picking up an object, shrugging, putting it down. It, it, you know, he's, he's excited. And you can also tell he's a little bit sad because he is going, you are going away. Yeah. And I've been pretty looked after. Yeah, you you've got you you've had eyes on you for a while. Uh how how uh how old is Kayusuko? I mean, she's probably only like sixteen, honestly, at yeah. this point. Um you know, she's she's grown up very very um within the Caillou family has not ventured really anywhere besides the wall and the nearby villages that she would be working at or living at um and like she's yeah she's she's a kid Thank you for listening to Gates of Orchid and Iris. Remember to share, comment, and rate us where you can. If you're listening on YouTube, subscribe, like, and hit that bell notification button. Support this podcast by either going to our Anchor.fm page and hitting the listener support button, or supporting us through Patreon. On Patreon, the $1 level not only will help improve this podcast, but you will receive an extended version of the cultural exploration segments monthly. And we have a lot of other fun things planned for Patreon.